0: Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easily, at Loafing It over on Twitter, and of course, I am joined by my friend Pierre at Pewee Thirty One on Twitter as well. Good afternoon, Pierre.
1: Good afternoon. Week one's over. Going into week two, uh, glad football's back. We'll see how week two treats us.
0: Yeah, I got a little defumbled last week. I, it's you know, fifty years old. Have a tough time adjusting to no preseason at all. It feels like so. I, I was kind of curious. I, I knew I had a negative mindset going into building my lineups, and I shouldn't have had that. I should have been thinking more positive. But one of our positive contestants who won the entire DFS Dreamer podcast. Uh, what do I? What do I call that? Uh, a DraftKings contest that we put on each week. Uh, you, you tell us who it was, and let's go over his lineup just a little bit.
1: Yeah, so DFS Dreamers, just a, a contest that we have with friends, family, listeners, and Jodeo78 was our winner. Came in first, what, 214.42, so they put up a lot of points. Uh, lineup, they went with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, had Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor at the running back positions, Ooh. A.J. Brown to, to kind of pair up and stack with Jalen Hurts. I'm on Ross St. Brown to stay in the Brown type of family. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., um, who was a popular play. Like I said, he was great now as the best receiver uh, when we talked about this last week. Uh, Did stack up her double time. He had Goddard at tight end. Uh, Romeo Dobbs uh, in the flex and the Steelers defense, who put up 26 points against Joe Burrow and the Bengals.
0: Wow, I, I I think he's a time traveler. I think that person is a time traveler. Is what they are here. That that was a very good score. I hope they put that in some other contests as well and won a lot of money.
1: Hope so. Hope so. I mean, you got you got only two positions that were under twenty points in that whole lineup with <laughs> Goddard and, and Dobbs. Everyone else was twenty plus. Few of them thirty plus.
0: When when positional players outscore your quarterback, you're you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good right there. Yeah. Hey, Pierre, we got a big slate to go over this week. And you can find this uh you know that that tweet over there, Fantasy Impact Today. Don't forget to follow the show at, F- at Fi today with a little underscore on Twitter. And you can also make sure you subscribe, like this show over on whatever listening platform you'd like to listen to it on. But Pierre, we got a huge slate coming up, and so we have got a lot of games to go over. First game on the thing, and what we're gonna do, Pierre, if you don't mind, let's play a little stacking. A little picking or a little running them back in, or trashing them, I guess. I, I, trashing them, picking, <laughs> or stacking them on these games. And we got Carolina and the New York Giants. That's the very first game we have on our board. And that point total is a 43-point total. Are you looking to stack this game? Are you looking to pick a couple of players out of it, or are you just trashing this game altogether?
1: Um, I'll probably pick. I'll probably pick a couple. One that stands out, uh, obviously, was one I just read off. Uh, in the the winning lineup, that's Saquon Barkley oh, yeah. at running back. Um, looking at him, he came up a little bit about $1,200. He's up to 7300 but coming off a 36.4-point game, uh, played over 80% of the snaps. Looked like the Saquon of old. Um, You never know with uh, the injury history, obviously, there, but looked like the Saquon of Ode, Grading out really well again. You just saw Carolina... Give up over hundred yards to the the Browns with Chubb alone. Cream Hunt got in the end zone twice, uh, but you got to think Barkley's the, the only guy here with the Giants. So I, I like Barkley quite a, a bit, seventy three hundred. And uh, from a value standpoint, I don't mind his quarterback Daniel Jones. Only fifty one hundred still came up about hundred dollars from last week. Put up eighteen, you know, last week as well at Tennessee, which was you know about three point six times. Uh, The value, we look for three times the value. He should be able to do that, I feel, against Carolina. On the other side, I wasn't too too thrilled with with Baker's performance. McCaffrey didn't look great either. Um, You can always play McCaffrey, 8,900. I probably won't. I got to see him kind of mesh with Baker first. Uh, but D.J. Moore, if I, I was going to do like a, a run back, I'd probably be with D.J. Moore, 5,700 there on the road, the game that I'm expecting the Panthers to probably trail the Giants, which is a little odd to say.
0: No, it is. And for me, whenever I look at that run back uh, Robbie Anderson, I feel like I'm chasing last week's total. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I mean? I mean, he, he went up a little bit from forty eight hundred up to fifty three hundred. Yeah, he had eight targets and yeah, he put up some DK points. But at the same time, it was on, you know a big play there and everything. I just feel like I'm chasing those points where maybe they want to get DJ Moore a little bit more active and involved.
1: Yeah, it's a good call when it comes to chasing uh, there's two ways of looking at it. So you can look at it as chasing, or you can maybe look at it as, you know, they just got a connection. So you want to ride the hot hand. I do feel like it could be chasing Robbie Anderson a bit. Uh, I expect personally DJ Moore to, to be more involved. And given the fact, like you just mentioned, it's only a 400 difference now between DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, I'm going to take the talent in DJ Moore and just pay the extra $400.
0: Yeah, but I do want Robbie Anderson in some redraft leagues. You know, he's going to be on my waiver wire claims a little bit there <laughs> yes. because he did have a lot of targets, and he might have that connection. Another name on the redraft uh, waiver wire list, Shai Smith. He, he's a guy, mm-hmm. he got 77% of the snaps he was running around out there. So that that's important to me whenever I'm looking at that. If he's on the field a lot, especially if one of those other guys went down, I think that maybe Shai Smith would be the guy that runs right into that lineup and and does that. And also, uh, who's who's the RJJ? I got RJJ written down yeah, probably here.
1: Probably Richie James Jr.,
0: yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I watched that and I was like, ah, ah, and then I looked at the snap count and everything. I'm like, well, you never know. You just never know. Uh, so not not necessarily in DraftKings, but in those redraft leagues, if it's a deep league.
1: Yeah, I mean, in DraftKings, he's only 3,200. So if you do decide to roll out Daniel Jones, there's worse people to pair him with. Um, I don't know why Kadarius Tony's not playing. Uh, I think he's the most talented you know, receiver yeah. on this team, but he got like seven snaps for some reason. So who knows what's going on there, but Richie James wouldn't be, he wouldn't be bad for a cheap punt if you expect Tony to to get kept off the field yet again.
0: Our next game here is the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. This game is a 40-point total, Pierre. So I think that you're going to put this one in the trash. I don't think you're stacking them, and I don't think you're picking many players from this game.
1: Correct. I'm. I'm gonna trash it. Don't like this game really at all. Again, low totals. Neither. Neither offense looked great. Uh, prices came up on some of the value that we did have. So I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of this game.
0: Okay. Yes, but I, I can't. I gotta say it, and I'm not. You know. You know. I, it's kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, but at the same time, Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times. He had 18 DK points last week, and he's only sitting at 5100 point uh, 5100 dollars this week. That yeah. that could go up with a couple of more touchdowns. It is against the Cleveland Browns, though, and that's that's what has me a little skittish. Skittish. I think about Robbie Anderson getting those big pass plays last week, and I'm kind of trying to figure out who to, who I'd put in that little stack with Joe Flacco if I were to feel so implied uh, and encouraged to stack up Joe Flacco.
1: I mean, it takes some courage because the fans were chanting for Mike White <laughs> by the time that game ended at uh, home against Baltimore. But he does have he does have weapons that you can pick from. Uh, I lean Corey Davis. I feel like that's where the uh, seem to be, uh, for one, in training camp also a uh, week-long one. Elijah Moore, uh, most talent is going to be the the most expensive. Braxton Berrios, you know, a guy we've played in the past uh, here on the DFS Dreamers, 3700 Saw a good amount of snaps still, even with Garrett Wilson, you know, now in the foe, got six targets. So you got some pretty cheap options uh, for Flacco if you do want to stack them, but they're they're probably cheap. For a reason.
0: (laughs) Probably it is. But, you know, uh, also you got Conklin there, 92% of the snaps to C.J. Uzama's 27%, and he's only 3,500. So if I'm looking Mm -hmm. for a cheap tight end option, it may be C.J. Uzama. We're talking about a pass offense regardless of who's back there. Threw the ball 59 times last week. 59 times, man.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see them throwing it that much. In this game again, forty point total. Right, You're not right. going up against Lamar Jackson where you have to keep up. You're going up against Jacoby Bursette. Uh They're going to be running the ball like Nick Chubb. He's going to be in play uh, for the Browns. For me, that's about it from this whole game. Is Nick Chubb at seventy one hundred because he's he's that good? I probably won't go with Hunt because I don't think this game will stay close. We'll see, but you know, Chubb rushed for almost one hundred and forty uh, without getting in the end zone. You know, so if he gets a touchdown, to those type of stats. You really want him in your lineup this week.
0: Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones, i got to bring him up. He had 11 targets last week. He's $4,400 this week uh, on a team that's playing from ahead. What that really tells me, though, Pierre, maybe more than anything, is Amari Cooper – I know Amari Cooper, and, and I know Amari mm. Cooper is going to become a squeaky wheel if he's not getting more targets than Donovan <laughs> Peoples-Jones. I'm just saying that because we want to get out ahead of it. I still think $5,400 is a little bit too much for Amari Cooper, but mm. over the next couple of weeks, we could watch that drop, and that we're going to have to pay attention to that. That's that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they're winning, so we'll, we'll see what happens. They start losing. I feel it's like he's back. more going to be in play uh, when Watson gets back, but we'll see.
0: It won't matter for Amari if they're winning. <laughs>
1: okay, uh, New England versus
0: pick, uh, Pittsburgh. A uh, forty and a half point total on this one. Is this another trashum game? Just a trash game?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I like some pieces. Okay, on, on the Pittsburgh side, um, Deontay Johnson seems too cheap at fifty eight hundred. Uh, obviously, there is no Roethlisberger, but you know he he played eighty percent of the snaps. He got twelve targets you know, while he was out there, caught seven for 55. You look at Trubisky's stat line, not great. He didn't play very well at all. And Deontay Johnson still had 12 targets, seven for 55. So you expect that to to go up a bit. It does sound like Najee Harris is going to play. You worry about his foot, but if nothing else, he's going to take some attention off. So I actually like Deontay Johnson still 5,800 for like the good price tag on him there at wide receiver.
0: Okay. And, and as far as the New England backfield goes in this one, Pierre, when I look at that, I, I'm trying to figure out what to do there because we're I'm trying to find the next James White, right? Especially if they're <laughs> going to have to throw the ball a lot, if they're going to be trailing Pittsburgh. And I don't really want to play anybody from the New England side too much. But I look at yeah. Ty Montgomery, and and he did get 10 DraftKings points out there, 37% of the snaps last week. Uh, that was the most, I think. Oh, well, Damian Harris had 39%, but it was even more than Ramondae Stevenson. I, I, I just think that he could get a little more run even this week.
1: Yeah, no thanks. I've okay. seen, <laughs> I've seen him in Green Bay, saw him I in New agree. Orleans. He'll have those games here or there, but he's he's okay. not. Okay. What about Pat Fryer Muth? We were uh, on DraftKings and not a running back there. Uh, what about Pat? Yeah, Fryer-Muth? I like Muth. I like Fryer Muth at, at tight end. He's he's forty four hundred. Um, I, I like some other options in that range, but you know, again, ten targets, so he he's getting the the looks from Trubisky. So I can I can definitely play him. I I probably won't because, like I said, I like a few other tight ends in that range and a couple um, cheaper. Uh, but him and Deontay Johnson are, are probably the main two that I would target here on the Steelers.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Our next game is the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens oh, Pier.
1: Okay, this- hold on, hold on. The Steelers defense also. Let me toss oh, oh, it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Mac Jones got back spasms. So I don't, I don't mind a Steelers defense at 2,800 given what they just did. Even though they don't have Watt, I still think they could do some damage.
0: No, no, that's a good call. They look like the defensive old, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the the New England offense looks like it's getting very old. So that's <laughs>
1: – <laughs> yeah. yeah, old and stale.
0: Yeah. My, hey, hey, I'm old and stale too. Miami Dolphins versus the Baltimore Ravens. That's our next game, uh, and they're 44-and-a-half point total right here. Uh, is this a stack em game, a picking game, or a trashing game?
1: I think it's a low key stackem game. I agree. I don't I don't think a lot of people will be on it because of that 44 and a half. But you look at Lamar Jackson, um really solid game, didn't have that, you know, ceiling game, but really solid game. You look at Andrews, he's going to come alive at some point. He's still at a pretty good price tag there at 6400. Uh, we saw Devin Duvernay uh, seem to be the <laughs> one of the top threats. Uh, He caught four for four for two touchdowns, 21 fantasy points for 4,300. Bateman got hit on a deep bomb, so I really like that for the Baltimore. And then with Miami, you know, they got a pretty condensed target tree there with Tua. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. It's going to be Jalen Waddle, and it's going to be Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. So all those players, I feel, are in play, and it could be a sneaky stack, um, especially given the price. Like, look at Tyreek Hill, 7,100. Really good price tag, a, a tier below you know, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup, who we'll get to later, but, you know, got 12 targets right out of the back against New England, uh, a team that tries to take away your top threat. They couldn't. Eight catches, 94 yards, 18 fantasy points. Uh, so I don't mind Tyreek Hill and Waddle there for the Miami set. Yeah. And they split snaps pretty evenly uh, the mm-hmm. entire time. So that,
0: that made me uh, impressed with what was going on there. Really hot day, in Miami, too, you yeah. know, first game of the year and everything. So I, I do expect that point total to be higher than that. I, I'd love for the over on that game if I had to pick something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, whenever I look at those uh, Miami Dolphins, I, well, I really didn't see anything else there on that. And I, I do love what you said about everybody else. Well, I was, I was, I was, was going to say to Seki, but don't do not take a chance that, that yeah. he was completely out of the picture on that one. Yeah, um, yeah. whenever I was, it's
1: it. showing train, in training camp. right? Like, yeah, he was blocking, he wasn't running around, so. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets traded at some point.
0: Yeah, and now now are we just going to completely fade Bateman now uh, because Duvernay got those? And he didn't really – Duvernay didn't really play a tremendous amount. He didn't get a lot of targets or anything like that. I, I'm i kind of scared to use him again.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you still play Bateman. He saw five. Uh, he'll see more. It's going to depend on the game script. But you look at this game against the, the Jets, they got ahead early. They're a team that likes to run. So if they're able to run and just kind of drain out the clock, they're going to do so. So expect that to be the case. But if Miami can actually score and put up points, that'll force Lamar to throw it, and you'll see guys like Bateman and Andrews become more involved at that point. Indianapolis
0: at Jacksonville, Pierre. This is your team, your squad, against those Jacksonville Jaguars. This point total is at 47. And, man, I'm 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 just going to be honest with you. I love the way this game looks like it's stacking up to me.
1: Yeah, I'm just... I don't know, man. How do we tie with the Texans? How do you tie with the Houston <laughs> Texans? Just so so draining, you know, I'm looking sorry. forward to week one. We we have lost eight straight week one. So oh. we broke that because we tied, but, man, we got to beat the Texans, cut our kicker, hot rod Blankenship about an hour or so ago. So this is, is kind of where it all went downhill for us, you know, mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, uh, week 18, Wentz fell apart, team fell apart, missed the playoffs. So, this is a big, big spotlight moment for the Coats and, and Matt Ryan to, to kind of overcome these Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, I do like, like, like we just said with the stacking standpoint, good prices across the board for both teams. Uh, starting with the Coats, Matt Ryan didn't go up at all for some reason. It's <laughs> still 5,500. Yeah. You look at the fact he threw for, you know, 352 yards uh, against the Texans, uh, 20 fantasy points. Uh, Almost four times the the value for his salary. Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the game. I stand by it. Showed it, you know, when it came to going into Texans, 160 yards. Touchdown. Pittman was the best value on the board at receiver. Uh, Showed that with a 30-point game. He's come up himself about $1,200. Still good value, not the best value. Got the hope that one of these cheaper, you know, receivers may get in play. Tight end standpoint, uh name I'm going to gonna toss out here to look out for is Kylan okay. Granson. Yes, sir. He's only 2,600. Uh, out Mo Mo'Ally Cox uh, by about a, a snap or two. Played over 50% of the snaps. Saw seven targets. Um, so he's the pass-catching tight end, it appears, for the Colts if we're going to go off game one, which I thought. See him in that Trey Burton role. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't mind him if you need a cheap punt, 2,600 for Kylan Granson. Get on the other side. You know, we got quite a few. A really good price. uh, Jaguar starting with Christian Kirk, fifty seven hundred. They they paid him like a top right receiver. He got twelve targets, like a top right receiver. Only caught half of them, uh, but he caught it for one seventeen. So he's solid. Say Jones. It seemed like Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if you saw any of that game. I watched a bit of it just because they were you know playing Wentz and the Commanders. But Mm -hmm. he saw nine targets, uh, Mm -hmm. more than you know Marvin Jones. So. Zay Jones, 4,300, saw, like, two red zone looks as well. Uh, So keep that in mind. And then the Coats apparently stink against tight end still. (laughs) O.J. Howard had two catches, both for touchdowns, Uh, especially if uh, Shaquille, formerly known as Darius Leonard, misses again. Evan Ingram at 3,600 could be in play there for the, the Jaguars as well.
0: I had a little star by Evan Ingram just because of that O.J. Howard factor last, and and I thought that maybe he'd come into play here this week. I really like how the Indianapolis is stacking up, though. I mean, you can go with those three big dogs right there with Matt Ryan, who threw the ball uh, 50 times last week, and you put him up there with J.T., and then you put him uh, with Pittman as well, and I think that that's a really nice-looking stack and a kind of a contrarian stack, too, because you usually don't want to put the running back and wide receiver together, so I, I like that one just a little bit. Uh, I did know, though, what Matt Ryan's going to go as for Halloween. Oh, Maybe
1: Car- yeah, what's that?
0: Uh, Carson Wentz, and, unless, oh, of course, geez. he wants to go as Philip Here
1: we go. <laughs> kick him in while there. down.
0: <laughs> well, you, I'm, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that with my bears, so I better take it while I can. No, but I, I think that things are going to look a little bit better for the Colts this week. This is the game maybe they were looking ahead to. You know, Houston is one of those teams that you can look past Pierre a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's a revenge game for them for what happened to them at the end of last season, so maybe they were looking ahead a little bit to this Jaguars game just a little bit down there in Jacksonville until they I'll get into the what, sunshine.
1: They lose. If they lose, they're they're gonna call for Frank Wright's head. Guaranteed. Like the fans are already on edge. If they lose to Jacksonville again, folks are gonna want Frank Wright out. And I think he's a good coach. Uh, his his play calling is sometimes questionable, but he's gonna his seat's gonna get really hot if they if they can't win at Jacksonville uh, on Sunday.
0: Tampa Bay at New Orleans. This point totals at 44, Pierre. My biggest question is not whether or not you're going to stack this game, whether or not you're going to pick a player or two from this game or you're going to throw this whole game in the trash. My question to you is this. Are you going to start Taysom Hill at quarterback this week for the New Orleans Saints on DraftKings?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. No, that was a, a fluke.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's a fluke. Listen, he on Yahoo, he is tight end and quarterback eligible. If if yeah. something happened to Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill had to take over at quarterback, okay, he got eighteen DraftKings points, I think, last week or, or something like that. Uh, if if he had to take over at quarterback. And you gotta be quarterback in your tight end spot. And Taysom Hill's doing Taysom Hill things, and he's getting 25, draft kicks, uh, Yahoo points, anyways. Per hey, you won your league, buddy. You, you. It's gonna be hard to lose your league. <laughs> I'm just telling you, get him and redraft. Stash him at a bench spot just in case, man. Uh, that's that's my that's my golden uh, nugget for the week, right there.
1: Yeah, I mean he was still a thing. I know Jameis went to the medical tent, but you know four rushes, eighty one yards, and a touchdown. Got gotcha, you 15 points for 4,600. If he does that again, you know, he's good value to have. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen again. And then Tampa, obviously their defense is something that would worry me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, not in DraftKings. I'm not playing them in DraftKings. But I'm playing it in, in a <laughs> tight end only, a, huh? <laughs> in a redraft league where you could put him in a tight end only spot, at, or just sit him on your bench until something like that does come to play. Uh, Pierre, I don't like this game. I would pick maybe a couple of players from it. Maybe a Leonard Fournette. I might take a flyer on Bernard Perryman as well. Uh, Tampa Bay seemed to look for him deep, uh, and he kind of got lost in the shuffle of a Julio Jones and a Mike Evans. And you know how this offense. Gets shut down against the New Orleans Saints. Anyway, they're going to have to find somebody to get loose that nobody's paying attention to, and maybe Bernard Perryman is that guy at thirty-two hundred for me. On the other side of things, I don't want anybody going up against this Tampa Bay defense. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a it's a tough game. So one, Brady has struggled against the Saints like his whole career. Uh, even last year, uh, I think they they kept it close <laughs> that first matchup, mm-hmm. and he got some points on the board. But that that second matchup, it was like. 9-0 or something like that. Uh, for one, Marshawn Lattimore seems to have Mike Evans' number. He takes away Mike Evans every time they play. When you look at the fact that they don't have Chris Gottwin or Antonio Brown now, uh, it's concerning, um, especially since just, you just know, mentioned Bernard Perryman <laughs> being one of the guys they might have to lean on. Uh, but good price, 3,200. He saw a lot of deep shots in that Cowboys game. Uh, if you are going to play one, it'd probably be someone opposite, you know, Evans be a Julio uh Gage, um, like you said, Perriman, not sure I'd even play four in the backfield, maybe a braid or something at tight end. But I just, I don't like this game. I, I feel like it could be a, a defensive type of battle and kind of conservative, uh, given the defensive matchups and how they just know, seem like these teams just know each other really well.
0: Yeah. I, 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 Fournette just reminds me of Cordero Patterson, if anybody does. And Cordero Patterson had a lot of success last week mm-hmm. against those New Orleans Saints. And I would say that Fournette is better at doing his job than maybe Cordero Patterson is. So I just could see them pounding this, pounding this, pounding this all day long. So I see it as being a Leonard Fournette game. Uh, and I don't mind his price. they doing that right there. So that's it. That's it for me. Uh, Washington at Detroit, Pierre. This one is sitting at 49 points, buddy. 49 points for a Washington-Detroit game. And your guy, Carson Wentz, threw the ball all over the place last week. This looks like a stacking game to me as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I'll tell you, talk about pain. So I got the the coats tying the the Texans there. And, again, Matt Ryan played well. It wasn't Matt Ryan's fault. But you flip over and you see Wentz doing what we needed him to do in Week 18 (laughs) against the Jaguars at Week 1 for another team. Uh good good play, 30 point. I actually had him in one of my millionaire maker lineups. Uh he's one percent owned, put up 30.7 fantasy points. Uh, but he has weapons. He has uh McLaurin, who you didn't really see much of uh when it came to 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 week one against the Jags. Kind of worries me about Pittman a bit if the Jags may try to take away Pittman like they did McLaurin. Uh but on the flip side, he got you know, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, who was my favorite receiver. Uh, in the draft this year, got them involved. Antonio Gibson, you you brought him up and, you know, you were right. 5,800 last week, he's up to 6,200, but, you know, he got 20 points himself, got the majority of the rushing touches, got, you know, the receiving work as well, because when they had Brian Robinson before, you know, he got into the injury based off that tragedy that he had, they were working Gibson as their third down back. So he was strictly Working as a pass catcher out of the backfield, he was obviously a receiver at Memphis. So all that just kind of came to fruition at once. Uh, so him at 6,200, definitely in play from the Washington side. Then I like the other side as well with the, uh-huh. the Lions, which is it's tough because it's, it's Jared Goff. You never know what Jared Goff you're gonna get, but he didn't move in salary either at, at 5,400. Got 16 and a half, just over three times the value. But I like his weapons. I'm my Ross St. Brown. Still a thing. People said he wasn't going to be a thing. Still a thing after week one. He looked good. DJ Shark, you know, got eight targets, got in the end zone. He looked pretty good there. And then uh, best tight end right now um, from a projection standpoint for me, uh, points per dollar is actually TJ Hawkinson uh, at 4,700. So I mentioned earlier I like some folks in that range, and he's the one grading out the top for me right now at tight end, TJ Hawkinson at 4,700.
0: Okay and and you know I want to play Swift if I can if I could squeeze him in at 7k mm-hmm. and Williams hit his ceiling last week around 15 DraftKings points I think but I think he could have that possibility of doing that again this week it's just uh, they could be playing from behind a lot against mm-hmm. Washington again is what the Detroit kind of the, the narrative has been each and every week for the last 2 years so I don't mind taking a shot on I, I want a piece of this though if I have to do something I want a piece of this
1: yeah, I was gonna get the Swift next because he's he seems to be the, the guy folks expected him to be. Yep. Big day, 15 attempts, 144 and a touchdown, got some passing work, and that was with, like you mentioned, Jamal Williams vultureing a couple goal line touchdowns. So only concern you look at last year, it's kind of a similar scenario. So week one against the 49ers at home, got behind, had to come back. That game was 41-33. Uh the next game. Wasn't quite the same. (laughs) He got kind of blown out at Green Bay. So we'll see. I don't think they get blown out by the commander. So hopefully you just get back-to-back shootouts here in Detroit.
0: I think we have that possibility. Seattle at San Francisco, that point total is at 42.5 points, Pierre. Seattle coming off that big victory, of course, just last night, I think, against Russell Wilson at San Francisco is going to be happy to be dry back at home, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't see any weather like that uh, in Chicago at all. I, I started Darnell Mooney in way too many places. I saw the weather. But from what I saw, it was going to be clear and then rain or something. I didn't think it was going to be that bad all day long. (laughs) I should have known better. I know Soldier Field, and I I was wrong on that stuff. But from this uh, game right here, low point total, Pierre, but we got some quarterbacks in here that can possibly do some damage, or at least Trey Lance can. I'm not sure about Geno Smith again, but he played pretty well last night.
1: He did, but, I mean, that happens way too often. Um Kind of weird how it happens, but when you look at at guys that kind of return to their old teams, that old team just all of a sudden becomes like Super Saiyan and just become like uh, this dominant team that's really not that good, but all of a sudden they just come out dominant. And it happens all the time. Um, we've seen even with my coats, like Peyton came back to Indy, Andrew Luck, we blew him out, um, or at least it was really close uh, later, but I think we blew him out earlier in that game. Uh, last year, you look at Brady returning to the, the Patriots. Obviously, Tampa, you know, coming off a, a Super Bowl, and that game got close. It was like 1917 in that game, and Tampa just barely squeaked it out at the end. Uh, the Lions hung around against Stafford for a little bit when they played, and you just saw it again with the, the Broncos and the, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson's return. So that was like their Super Bowl, I feel. I think they kind of come back to earth uh, this game. I don't really like many uh, on the Seahawks, but. I do like I do like Trey Lance to bounce back, um, greating out best points per dollar quarterback this week for me, fifty seven hundred. You gotta expect to bounce back. He's got Jimmy G over his shoulder. Terrible showing, you know, in a, a really rainy game there in in, in in Chicago, like you stated. Now you know he's got a chance to to kind of come out, show who he is at home in front of the home crowd. Uh, so I do like Trey Lance fifty seven hundred. Obviously, Debo's the the main person you stack. Oh yeah, I, li-
0: up with. I like Debo a lot this week. <laughs> I, I just just seeing what like Williams did uh, the other day and everything. I, I I just I just like Debo a lot this week.
1: Yeah, and he, he's up there, so he he could be a contrarian play. Look at the two guys ahead of him uh, with with Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, but with Debo there, seven thousand eight hundred, definitely in play. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is probably going to be popular by the time the weekends. Elijah Mitchell got got hurt. He's going to be out a month or so. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. at uh, 5,100 is going to be in play. Probably not going to touch tight end. We'll see if Kittle can get back on the field. If not, uh, probably will stay away from there. Don't mind Hook; He's all right at 5,100. And then Jawan Jennings, uh, if you want someone cheap to to kind of pair Lance up Mm -hmm. with, he wouldn't be bad either. He saw six targets, played about 60% of the snaps. So I wouldn't mind him uh, if you can't get up to to Debo or you don't want to try to get up to Debo at 7,800 to go at Lance.
0: The Los Angeles Rams, I have it on good reports that they have been licking their chops ever since that (laughs) loss against the Buffalo Bills, and they could not wait for this game against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't want anything to do with the Falcons this week. I think the Rams might be able to run them out of the building. I'm not going to trust Marcus Mariota to bring them back to keep them in the game. I'm not going to trust any of that stuff. Atlanta looked pretty good. Atlanta looked okay. You know, I mean, they did. They looked all right. But you give the Los Angeles Rams a week worth of film to study on this, you get them angry because they lost, and they lost pretty bad. I don't think the Atlanta defense is anywhere near close to what the Buffalo Bills defense is. I'm looking for the Rams to be able to run this team out of the building, and they're not going to have mercy on them. I, that's that's just the way I see this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Rams look really good this week. Uh, you look at their, their team totals, almost 30. They're at 28.8. Kind of got embarrassed, you know, coming off the opening night, coming off Super Bowl win. Josh Allen came in there and smacked them in the face. You got to expect them, though, if they want to bounce back. So I, I think that's going to happen. Uh, I kind of like this this whole team. Uh, starting with Stafford, 6,300. feel like it's a pretty good price on him. Uh, no matter what's at receiver, that's Cooper Cup. Ended right where he left off. Him and Johnson Taylor at the race. We kind of talked about that race to 10,000. They're both at 9,900, yep, so either yep. one of them have a big game. Uh, you can see them crack the, the 10,000 mark. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach speak says Allen Robinson is going to be involved. I'm not sure if he was on the field that first game against Buffalo, but saying he's going to be involved, 5,500 is good for him. Uh, ben Skoranek was the, the one that take that, that third wide receiver role. He's down at 3,300, saw six targets, definitely on the field more than 2-2 two, two at well, so – think Van Jefferson is still going to be out. You can look at Ben Skoranek there. And then behind Hawkinson from a, a tight end standpoint, Tyler Higby uh, grades out the best for me at 4,200. Uh, he saw 11 targets himself last week. So I, I like Higby as well. A lot of weapons to stack up with with Stafford on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I, I can see Cup with two touchdowns and Robinson with one or somebody else with one. I'm not sure who that other one's going to be. <laughs> but, but they're going to want to get Robinson one just because – they don't want to hear that stuff on Twitter again. You know what I mean? Like all that. Stuff. And, and look, by the way, if Robinson stinks in the Rams organization, you—you, you, I know you're going to sit there and parade me around somewhere and say this guy was right about Allen Robinson. I mean, uh, I hope I hope the best for him, but I just don't see it panning out long term for anybody with Alan Robinson. We'll see. We'll see a little bit. Uh, so I don't know if I want to go to the Skoronic well again or even the Higby well because I just I think they got to make Alan Robinson into something.
1: Yeah, like I said, this is. It's going to be a squeaky wheel narrative for a while. And we even saw it with Robert Woods uh, yep. early on last year. Uh, you saw him, you know, week one last year. He he got four targets, only caught three. He got nine targets that, that next week against the Coats. Didn't do much with him, but he kept complaining. I think it was like week five. He finally got like 14 targets <laughs> in week five. So you could see a progression with Allen Robinson, but uh, they brought him in for a reason, paid him for a reason. So I expect them to try to get them involved. Their running back situation is a, a question mark for me. I think a lot of people are going to be on uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, he seemed to be the lead back there. A lot of Cam Akers owners were, were really not in good mood uh, once he wasn't on the field. All right. uh, but you saw 13 attempts from Daryl Henderson. He got five targets. 5700 good price if you expect him to, to be yeah. the lead back again, which most do. I just, I don't know. I, I don't trust McVeigh. He's kind of in that Belichick book with me where you don't know if it's going to be acres and last year sonny michelle you just don't know who he's going to play uh so i'd just be cautious um for acres not to be out there
0: okay and and i could see that sitting acres coming out saying, well, he's got to do more with his attempts. And so the, like all week long, you kind of put him in the doghouse, and you get the dog angry. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you get the dog hungry to be able to eat, but I don't know. Henderson looked pretty good to me last week against a very good Buffalo Bills defense, Las Vegas, uh, Arizona goes to Las Vegas. This total is 51 and a half. Hey, we get to talk about a game over 50 points. Woo. You know, fabulous. I think it's the first one so far. And this one to me, whenever I do want to talk about that, it's, it's not about Arizona. It's going to be all about Vegas this week. Arizona looked pretty bad last week against Kansas City, and to mm-hmm. me, Las Vegas looks a lot more like Kansas City than Arizona looks like they're going to get any better.
1: Yeah, it was an ugly showing for Arizona. Uh, before I jump in there, I do want to mention Mariota. Nick, your favorite thing, but uh, Mariota can be played at quarterback by himself. Okay. Uh, for the Falcons, but yeah, it was ugly for the Cardinals. Um, highest total. We talked about that game. Uh, at the end, I built the lineup with, with Kyler in it, and uh, Kyler. I mean, he got the twenty somehow by the hair of his chinny chin chin. But the the Chiefs just ran them up and down the field. Not like sure the quarter. Raiders will do the same, but I mean, it's it's possible. Uh, Carl will have to spread the ball around a little bit more. I feel for them to be successful, he really locked in on his new toy and Devonte Adams uh, last week and kind of ignored everyone else. I think Adams saw like seventeen targets. He caught 10 of them for 141, the touchdown. If that trend continues, you're probably going to want to play Devontae Adams, but I expect them to, to kind of spread it out. That's where the Chiefs were successful. That's what we talked about with Mahomes. You know, no Tyreek Hill could actually help him out if, you know, he starts to spread the ball around. And we saw that. So if Carr mm-hmm. can do that as well, I definitely – I like Adams. I like Renfro. I like Waller. He, he has the weapons to do so if he's willing to not just lock in on Devontae Adams.
0: I don't know, Pierre. I, I hear what you're saying there, and I've gone through that scenario as well. And when I look at this game a little mm-hmm. bit and try to envision it, it, it just seems like things are trending. And I know what Kansas City's doing. And, I, and you and I, like you said, we, we talked about it here on the DFS Dreamer podcast. I think on Fantasy Impact Today Network, we talked about how getting rid of Tyreek Hill was going to be beneficiary to the Kansas City Chief offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it seems like a trend in the NFL for a quarterback to get with a buddy <laughs> and then those two guys are going to take it over. And, and so I, when I saw that week one, I said, man, that looks like, that looks like something special. You know, that, that yeah. looks like it. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't know what they're going out to eat. If they're going out to eat dinner, breakfast, lunch, but but it sure looks like it's going to be car and Adams to me this, this week as well. I, I just, I, I'm making up for lost time since
1: college. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get cute. If you're going to play car, you want Adams with him. But I I do think that we could see him try to spread the ball around more. For one, they lost. So he threw it the 17 times to Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. They lost. And so uh, in order to get in the win column, you do. You got to spread the ball around. That doesn't mean that Adams won't get his. But I expect him to, to try to get more of the pass catchers involved in this game.
0: Okay. all right. I I can see that Uh, valid points on both sides. And I was glad I was glad for my (laughs) uh, Scott Fishbowl that Waller ended up doing pretty well last week. Uh, I was was sweating for a minute, buddy. I was sweating for a minute. I was going, come on, come on.
1: And then what the the Cardinals. So the Kyler's always in play. Seventy five hundred. You can still play him. I got to see something from him. Uh, his receiving core, though, that's going to be the interesting piece. So, obviously, yeah. we got Hollywood Brown at 6,200. But if Rondell Moore misses again, I think the, the top value that most people are going to play is going to be Greg Dortch. Uh, you look at him, 3,500. Saw nine targets last week without Rondell Moore. I thought it was going to be Isabella, uh, but it looks like he's probably going to be the backup on the outside, whereas Dortch is the, the guy when it comes to the slot. Seven catches for 63 yards. So, pay attention to the, the practice news. If Rondell Moore plays, you might want to look at Rondell Moore at 4,100. If he doesn't, uh, you can go back to Greg Dortch uh, there at 4, at 3,500. And then I don't mind Ertz at, at 45. Again, I like quite a few tight ends in that 45 uh, the 4,000 type range, and, and Ertz is one of those also.
0: One of the things I did know, I do know if Moore does not play, the answer is not AJ Green. I know that now for a fact. Okay. No, we're not gonna play that game anymore. Anymore.
1: I didn't he's, touch it. I saw people talking about it. I was not touching AJ. He,
0: yeah, I drafted him in, in some league. Just because I I uh, Mark, I think it was around the time that Marquise Brown got arrested or whatever, you know, got pulled over and it was, I was like, oh, okay, he's like the last man standing right now. So I, I was in a league and
1: that's all he's doing, standing. <laughs>
0: yeah, well he's he's getting dropped everywhere. Houston Texans at Denver Broncos. That game po that Point total is at forty six. We got we got Russ coming back. You know all these things. Houston Pierre. Houston does not look bad at all. I (laughs) I mean I'm happy about it. I'm Uh. I'm elated about it. But Davis Mills to me is in play uh, at fifty two hundred. Again, I know this is a Denver defense, but if Geno Smith can do what he did yesterday Uh. against these guys, uh, give me Davis Mills.
1: Yeah, I'm not playing Mills. Um you're never playing Mills. That's I fine. Don't. I don't care. I like I him care. at home. I, him. I told you last year, I like playing at home, but uh he averaged 19 at home last year versus 7.5 uh on the road. They they're on the road at Denver in altitude the Broncos coming off a you know a loss there in Seattle. So I'm just I'm not on Mills. Um I will play Cooks. I like Cooks, he's grading out pretty well at 6k. I expect a lot of folks to be on the Broncos uh just the target tree you look at what they had with judy and sutton uh then both the running backs i think javante williams is is the main one there so a lot of folks are going to be on the broncos with wilson and then his his pass catchers so if you're going to run someone back what those broncos
0: yeah who would that be pierre can i ask you you go cooks huh what if you happen to want to run back a running back pierre which running back might you want to run back
1: (laughs) oh you're gonna think about rex burkhead (laughs)
0: i just had to hear you say his
1: name okay i just had to hear you say his name oh i I was cracking up because everyone was on damian pierce and i got a hard time because you know preseason i was on marlon Mack. you know obviously being a coach guy i thought he'd be able to win that backfield so then it was like pie in my face with damian pierce and then i was like pie in all the damian pierce people's face too because it was rex burkhead once again like it always seems to be whatever team he's on
0: It kind of seemed, yeah. Was, I didn't have the guts to play him anywhere last week. And and that's one of the things I saw last week afterwards whenever I look back at my lineups and everything, and I'm going, dude, you didn't play anybody you wanted to play. You choked, man, under the pressure. You said Rex Burkhead. You didn't play Rex Burkhead one time last week. And, and so it, it got me a little frustrated uh, along the way, and I'm sitting there playing Darnell Mooney in a rainstorm. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at Dallas Cowboys, Pierre. This is the last one. I'll tell you who I like in this. The Cincinnati Bengals defense, <laughs> yeah, More than yeah. Else. I mean, well, and and the offensive players, uh, especially Mixon. Mixon got a ton of usage last week. Mm-hmm. It, it looks great right there between them and Jamar Chase. I, 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 Chase is going to get his, and and, and you know, uh, uh, what's a what's a Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst even surprised yeah. me last week a little bit, and it may have been different if the guy didn't go out with a concussion. But man, it, it, this looks like a Cincinnati stomping right here for them.
1: Yeah, um, you mentioned that their top player out the back. their defense, only 2,200 yep. uh, going up against the Daklas Cowboys. you got to be on top of that one. Do like mixing at 72. You mentioned Hurst, good price at 3,600. Saw eight targets. Jamar Chase, still Jamar Chase. You can play him at 8K, especially if you feel like Higgins is going to miss. He's in the concussion protocol. Could go down to a Tyler Boyd if you want to at 5,400, as well as Michael Thomas, the other Michael Thomas. At 3,300, if Higgins is out, I'd probably just stick with probably mixing the defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's it's just all Bengals. I don't I don't like the Cowboys at all Uh, without Dak. uh, They don't have a I don't not a big fan of Cooper Rush. I know he's going to be cheap, but not a fan of him. I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys try to go out and and trade for a Garoppolo or a Minshew or Rudolph or someone uh, to be relevant. But not this week.
0: No, And, and you know, we were right last week, too, when we talked about being scared about Joe Burrow going against that Pittsburgh mm-hmm. defense. He did finish with 26 DraftKings points last week, which is good. I, you know, that's, that's not terrible or anything like that, especially mm-hmm. when he had 6,400 price tag, but he, he did struggle, and that was just a weird game, so I'm glad we, we got that one a little bit right anyway. All right, Pierre, uh, get me a lineup, and by the way, everybody, as Pierre gets all this stuff together here and he's starting to build me a lineup, make sure you follow Pierre over on Twitter, at Wee 31 You can follow me as well, at Lofaned over on twitter and you can follow the show at f5today with a little underscore and i will encourage you to comment like subscribe to this podcast on whatever listening platform you like to listen to it on and get that news out there and please under this tweet we will have a dfs dreamer podcast contest over on DraftKings, which is fun to do each and every week and and it's kind of like you get you involved get you active uh within the community within the fantasy football community a little bit and it's cool to have the contest fill up here and and uh I hope to do a little bit better this week. It's just a bad week. It was a bad week for me, but I was very pleased with my Scott Fish Bowl, my uh, Raz Bowl. I got a couple other bowl things going on, and I was very pleased with all those contest results. So, uh, And you did very well in the Baby Bowl this week, too.
1: Yeah, I was just outside the, the top 10 there, so good start. Uh, I think I was like seven, I was like middle of the pack mm-hmm. when it came to the DFS Dreamer Contest. I had a lot of lineups going. I had won a bunch of tickets from qualifiers, and so... We had talked about that a bit, but I don't usually do multiple lineups. I, I feel like I, I kind of stretch my teams out um, and I, I stretch out my roster ship and ownership when I when I play multiple. So I usually play just one lineup. I know it's not optimal to do that, but it, it lets me kind of play all the, the guys I want to play or, or try to get in. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Reminder, when I'm doing this, this is, you know, this is Tuesday. Yes. Things can change. Things can change. So the lineups I give. Do change. Uh, This is just based off a first look. So I'm going to start with no matter what. Give me Cooper Cup, 9,900. Just can't pass on the guy. He's just too good. So give me him. I'm going to go really cheap on defense. Just talked about him. Cincinnati Bengals, 2,200. Probably going to be the most popular defense. If they stink, it'd be good not to have them. If they do well, you're not going to be on the cash if you don't have them. So give me Bengals, 2,200. Give me Barkley. Like Saquon Barkley there at running back, uh, great now. It's one of the top running backs. Looks to be himself again. Uh, give me Javante Williams. Felt like he really ran hard uh, last night against Seattle. Got 20 yeah. fantasy points without getting in the end zone, 11 receptions, seven rushes. If you listen to Shannon Sharp, Pate Manny, give this guy the ball. So hopefully they do that. Uh, give me Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, he, he's still a thing. You look at the way he finished last year, he's kind of. Right back to where he left off. Saw twelve targets, caught eight for sixty-four. A touchdown. Gonna go with him. Yeah, oh, I need to get part of this high over under. Give me, give me Renfro at fifty-five hundred, and hope Carr decides to throw him the ball again. Gonna go Greg Dortch at receiver as well for thirty-five hundred. Rondo Moore's gonna be out. That gives me a run back on the other side of that high total. I'm probably gonna go naked here. Give me Trey Lance uh, fifty-seven hundred by himself. Don't okay. have enough to, to get Debo, so I'll go him. He has rushing upside, so he didn't necessarily need someone to stack with. And then uh talked about this guy. i will be a, a co-player here at tight end. Kylan Granson, 2,600. Saw seven targets. I like uh, could see that happen again. So I have Trey Lance, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Greg Dortch, Hunter Infro, Amara St. Brown, Kylan Granson, Cooper Cup, Bengals defense.
0: Well, I like that. You stuck the, the Barkley in there, the Cup in there, uh, two big, big names. Amon St. Brown, who, who did a lot, and I think they'll be playing from behind against Washington again. So I think that that's a really good one. And, and like you said, Trey Lance has got that rushing upside, and we saw Russell Wilson running a couple of times. We saw how vulnerable that Seattle defense was without Adams in there especially to any kind of running attack, any kind of running attack. Yeah. And Trey Lance could do that, and, and passing it to Debo a little bit too, even though I think Debo's going to be running all around that team a lot. I gotta I gotta find a way to use that lineup and stick Debo in there somehow. I gotta figure out how to how to do it. Can he take a negative on a
1: defense? And
0: maybe <laughs> right.
1: you'll have to come off a cup, probably, if you, <laughs> you want to do that. <laughs> come off a cup.
0: Great job, Pierre. I know you're going to attach this uh the DraftKings contest that we have. You're gonna attach it to this pinned tweet or this tweet that we're gonna put out for this contest for the DFS Dreamer podcast anyway. So I appreciate you doing that, my friend. And thank you for getting all that together each and every week
1: yes you're welcome i'm sorry about the name like it it kind of reoccurs and the name's all type of weird characters with my first day and they won't let me change it so i'm just gonna keep running it and folks are getting in just fine so just apologies for that it makes it easy for me to find i'll just tell you that whenever
0: you look at it i'm like okay it's it's the one with all the, the letter things in the question yeah, mark like
1: pierre special characters
0: I thought you sat on your phone or your computer when you made that name up as well.
1: Aye, aye.
0: <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening to the DFS Junior Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, and we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.